Good morning and welcome to another episode of CCT Live, coming to you live uh, almost every Thursday. I think we skipped last week at 9 a.m. Uh, I'm news editor Patrick Cassidy. I'm with reporter Jeff Spillane. Morning. Jeff covers the town of Barnstable, the county of Barnstable, uh, Barnstable County government, and all things political for us. Uh, you've been busy the last couple of months. Um, right. And what a, what a week on top of that. It's been uh, on, on a couple of those beats, Jeff, uh, actually, and, and some ramifications from the elections for the uh, county beat that we'll get to. Mm-hmm. We'll spend almost the entire program talking about the results of Tuesday's elections, including that change at the top of county government. Uh, i also touch on the results of a murder trial that took place in Barnstable over the past week or so, and we'll take a look ahead at a story coming in the next day or so uh, about Cuddy Hunk Island uh, down off our coast and off the coast of Martha's Vineyard. Um, you can look back at past episodes and follow along at home by going to our website, capecottimes.com, or checking us out on all our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, etc. Jeff, this week's elections... Um, you have a story in today's paper about what uh, happened and what didn't happen in, in a lot of ways. What I guess can give us a little bit of a rundown, and, and what was your story about today? Well, yeah, it's very interesting. Um, throughout Cape Cod and the islands, there was this energized electorate, and they turned out in droves on Tuesday, um, anywhere from 60 to 75, close to 80 percent in some towns as far as turnout. That's extremely high, especially for a midterm election, and one would think well, that means there's going to be a lot of changes. And when you take a look, when the dust settled here on the Cape and Islands, there really wasn't. The um, Most of the state leg- our delegation to the state legislature that were seeking re-election, they were re-elected. The one major change that happened, and we didn't really know about this until the early hours of Wednesday, uh, as the uh, results from Provincetown came in, was that Leo Kakunas, the current chairman of the Barnesville County Commission, had been ousted by about 300 votes. And that was a major surprise that came out of this. I, I woke up Wednesday morning. I actually went to went to bed. I went, I, I'm going to say Tuesday night, but it was actually 1.30, 2 o'clock in the morning on Wednesday morning. And Provincetown and, and the town of Wellfleet still wasn't in in terms of the results from those two towns. And Leo Kakunis was winning that race somewhat comfortably i mean you could have said he was he was up by about 2000 votes at that point mm-hmm. you and i were were here we're late here. early that morning talking about <coughs> it and you I, I think jeff pointed out and i i kind of at the time was like that's quite a bit for ron bergstrom who was the challenger from from chatham uh, um, who's not a stranger to county government. No. He's been uh, involved and we can talk a little bit about that but he he was still quite a bit behind i didn't I didn't see that it was going to be really easy for him to make those up and kind of mm-hmm. was thinking that that's the direction it was going to go. You pointed out, well, he could, uh, Leo could be in trouble with those couple of towns um, because they tend to skew liberal. They tend to skew liberal, exactly, and that wouldn't, those wouldn't be his uh, big areas. Yep. As it turned out, in Provincetown, I want to say it was about a 1,300-vote differential, and that really put Bergs from over the top. He did a little better, Leo did, um, in Wellfleet, Wellfleet yeah. but that was still... I'm going to say about two to one yeah, in yeah. Bergstrom's favor. So you know the the two towns on the uh, two of the towns on the tip of the Cape there really really pulled it through for and, Ron Bergstrom. Yeah, and came in in the end there to make it uh, as you said in uh, the headline in one of your or the the lead in one of your stories today a barn burner, um, somewhat appropriate. Leo Kakunis is a farmer from Harwich. He's been in that uh, position at the county commission for four years, mm-hmm. um, and uh, again he and. 
uh, Bergstrom are kind of two guys who, when you look at county government, they've both been there for quite a long time, uh, whether it's the Assembly of Delegates, uh, um, whether it's the Ca uh, Cape Cod Commission. I think mm -hmm. Leo was on the Cape Cod Commission. He at was point. for years um, on Harwich. And you were, you were at the county commission meeting yesterday. Uh, you talked to Leo. Uh, you talked to Ron Bergstrom as well. And what, what were both of them saying? I spoke with both of them. And I must say the, the county commission meeting was at 10 o'clock yesterday morning. I spoke with both of them in the early part of the day. Both seemed to both be in a state of shock. Mm. Um, Ron Bergstrom said that he had gone to bed Tuesday at 1130, put his cell phone under his pillow, didn't want to hear about anything. He thought he was going down to defeat. And his phone started ringing in the morning. Um, the meeting yesterday, a regularly scheduled meeting of the county commissioners, uh, one of the commissioners walked in, it was, it was Mary Pat Flynn, actually congratulated Leo Kakunas on what had happened the night before, and he had to break the news to her. But I think um, a lot of people there yesterday morning were just trying to really put their arms around this. Yeah. What does this mean? Um, Leo did not, during the course of the meeting, he mentioned it once. He said there was a new commissioner-elect um, and actually made a joke about it because we, there were a lot of media there. There were cameras, primarily the Cape Cod Times mm -hmm. um, with our cameras. Uh, there, was a, there was a trial going on next door. And he said, why is everyone here? The room was quite full for mm -hmm, a commissioner's mm -hmm, meeting. Mm -hmm. He goes, do you expect me to have a meltdown? And, it was kind <laughs> of a joke. and, and he didn't. But spoke with him uh, afterward. He, he did say, and we have a great video that Jason Colnes put up, yep. um, he's not going to run for office again. And um, that... Uh, you know, he seemed a bit disappointed. He said, I think people did not look at my record of accomplishment. Uh, he prides himself on, on, on really working hard the past four years to get the county on, on more secure financial footing. And he said, I don't think people looked at me for who I am and what I've done. They just voted D versus R. Yeah, which was which was which didn't seem exactly what had happened in uh, kind of the state uh, where the, right. the state seats, basically the county mm -hmm. legislator, the state legislators here on the Cape, state representatives, state senators. Um, and it is important to point out, again, the county was in shaky financial uh, right. position when when. Uh, Leo came into the position. They also got a new uh, county administrator uh, and I think uh, some changes in the county treasurer mm -hmm. and, and kind of the it organization was. of what happened there. Um, and they're in, uh, they seem to be in better shape now. Um, Ron Bergstrom <laughs> said that he was going to continue to look at those issues as well. That's right. And, you know, um, Ron Bergstrom will not take office until January 2nd uh, and after the new year, which leaves in two months for the transition to take place. And these are not two men who necessarily get along. Yep. And uh, even early yesterday, uh, Mr. Kakuna said, I don't think the county is going to be here in four years with Ron Bergstrom on the uh, the Board of Commissioners. So we've kind of seen that starting already. It's going to be a very interesting two months here. It would. And, and again, it was interesting to hear that. And then here, I think, Bergstrom saying, yeah, we're planning to get together mm -hmm. to make the transition. It's easy, to, you know, to be uh, magnanimous in that position where sure. you've won at that point. So, uh, we, again, we will see what happens there. You're, you're covering county government, and you'll continue to cover that. Again, looking at, at some of these other uh, races, um, uh, we have uh, in today's paper kind of just a rundown of, of what happened. And, and just in these kind of major races, uh, when you look at uh, state senator uh, and state representative and then the 9th Congressional District, I, I guess just what did you see there in terms of, uh, you know, there was a lot of turnout, but you talked to some experts who said, yeah, this is the case. Yeah, heavy, heavy turnout and and really no changes. Um, and the blue wave, are you tired of hearing that term? I am tired of that at this point. Um, you know, if it, it really didn't hit here on the It must have to do with summer coming. And 
it really didn't pan out here, especially on the Cape and Islands, because the four uh, Republican incumbents in the state legislature that represent the Cape and Islands, they were all reelected. And taking a look at some of the numbers here, the magic spread is pretty much, give or take a little bit, 60 to 40 in yeah. favor of the incumbents, with the exception of the second Barnstable district, where That's Will Crocker, awesome. he's an Republican uh, incumbent from Barnstable, he won by like 52 to 48. So that was the closest race. Yeah. But everyone else seemed to win and win quite comfortably. Um, Senator Julian Sear and his bid for re-election, that was a very heated and contentious very race. Uh, he did a little better than 60-40. I'm going to say about 62 to 30, 37, 37.8 mm -hmm. there. I'm looking at these numbers. Yeah. Um, which a lot of people thought that that may have been closer. Yeah. And again, that became contentious. Uh, you mm -hmm. almost get the feeling maybe his challenger, John Flores, Barnesville Town Councilor, um, kind of saw that as an uphill battle. Uh, Sear, you know, although relatively new to the legislature, mm -hmm. has been popular, has has uh, kind of worked uh, like all the Cape legislature, uh, typically the, mm -hmm. the Cape delegation typically does works across party lines, um, works with his Republican counterparts quite well. And, and, I, and I spoke with some, some pundits as well as leaders of the local Democratic and Republican Party, and they all said the same thing. And this they weren't coordinated. I spoke with them at different times saying, well, you know, we're, we're a different type of political beast here on the Cape and Islands. Democrats and Republicans tend to work a lot together. And Barbara McCoy, who was a state committee woman for the Republican Party for the Plymouth and Barnesville District, mm -hmm. she summed it up quite nicely. She said, let's put some of the real contentious national issues aside, you know, immigration, border security, et cetera. If you're on the Cape, you care about the same things. Yep. So that makes you, and her goal, I believe I put in the paper today, oh, was, you know, we're talking about wastewater and the environment. It does make sure Cape Cod are not necessarily Democrat or Republican. Yeah, they call it the Cape Party, I think, the That's Cape right. Cod Party. Right. And, and again, it does, it's like a regional caucus of mm -hmm. sorts for, you know, our area that goes up to the state house. Usually gets their uh, kind of uh, talking points together as a group and goes up with an issue that they want to see happen. And, and you, you just don't see when in the sitting uh, representatives and senators, when it comes to elections, mm -hmm. that gets a little different. But mm -hmm. when they're in the, the seats, they don't tend to kind of go back and forth on party lines. Yeah. They're working together. Yeah. And, and then the group that we have now representing us, there's eight of them. Um, they tend to generally like each other. Yeah. What I can see. Yeah. And no, you get that feeling. And, and, and a lot of them have, uh, you know, uh, Sear kind of, uh, uh, you know, is one who's relatively new. Crocker's new to that position, but he's been around mm -hmm. uh, quite a bit. Uh, but you look at, uh, you know, again, Vinny DiMacito, he's been around for a while, the 20th Barnesville District. Randy Hunt has been around for, for a while at this point. Um, and not listed in the elections, but, you know, people like uh, Sarah Peak, mm -hmm. uh, who's been in, in her position for quite a while. And then uh, looking at the federal level, Bill Keating's been and there. Right, and over in the, Fal the Falmouth area, you have Dave Vieira, who's been in for several terms. He ran unopposed and dylan fernandez the um first time uh state representative for the cape and um sorry the parts of falmouth woods hole yep. brothers union nantucket young guy about 26 yep. he didn't face an opponent this time either. no he didn't and again it, it's interesting how people like him you know relatively new to the position kind of quickly integrate into the cape cod party mm -hmm. as you will and 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 tend to you know 
uh, start working immediately uh, with their their counterparts. They're not always going to agree on kind of those uh, maybe national and and uh, hot button social right. issues, right. maybe, but on on some of the more core constituent issues here on the Cape, they too tend to to agree. Um, and it, it, again, the Cape uh, you you mentioned had a large turnout. There were a number of other uh, obviously races at the you know state level. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had the the governor's race decided. Everybody knows. You know, Charlie Baker uh, was. I think they called it like uh, a second after eight o'clock that he was the winner in that race. Exactly. Right. Um, At the same time, right when the polls closed, they called it for Governor Baker and Senator Warren. You take a look at the constitutional offices in Massachusetts. They weren't close at all. No, no. You know, the incumbents ruled the day there. And and these were when when the challengers here on the Cape, at least, and and you got the feeling around the state, spent a lot of time mm-hmm. out there on the campaign trail. We saw uh, uh, Jay Gonzalez uh, a couple of times, times here in the office, uh, and he was around on the Cape. Jeff Deal a lot uh, of times. A lot of times. I mean, he seemed to be having press conference uh, conferences every time we turned around uh, here on the Cape. That's right. And the day before the election, Mara Healy decided the place to be was in Hyannis. Yes, um, she would. She had a, she a, a time event here, here rallying the troops, and she had had a barbecue here not a couple of weeks ago as well. And yeah, we, right. we were on the phone with her uh, we a week or so before we as were. well, uh, hearing from her. Um, she she beat out a uh, a local uh, um, attorney in Bourne. Uh, should be worth sure, mentioning. Jay McMahon, he's um, an attorney based in Buzzards Bay. Uh, he beat Dan Shores in the primary. Yep, and so Moore Healy pretty easily defeated him. Um, the questions and 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 I have the. Uh, um, national number or statewide numbers for the ballot questions here. I think the Cape, from just my memory, kind of lined up with yeah. with the mm-hmm. uh, what happened there on the ballot questions. The nurse staffing ratio, a very hot button issue, right. um, uh, was decided fairly overwhelmingly uh, against uh, mandating those staffing mm-hmm. levels, and you saw that reflected in the numbers here on the Cape. Um, and the other two questions were were pretty much going Once the way of again, yes. High turnout, but they weren't close at all. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we may have had the closest race in the state with with Kukunis uh, and Bergstrom. Kukunis and Bergstrom, yes. And again, literally, that came down to you mentioned it, three hundred votes. Mm-hmm. Um, it was interesting going back to the second Barnstable. Uh, that was uh, the the kind of next closest on our list of kind of the major races we were looking at here on the Cape. Um, and and Paul Cusack, who is relatively new to mm-hmm. politicking here on the Cape, not new to politics. He's somebody who worked for Al Gore, right? He was Al Gore's personal aide for the second term of the Clinton White House, um, has been very involved uh, in in politics for years. Uh, Then he also became an Army Ranger after that. There was a lot of buzz in the weeks leading up to this election that if we were going to see an upset upset on the Cape, this is where it was going to be. And during the last two weeks of the campaign, Will Crocker kind of brought in the big gun. Just saw a lot of ads, a lot of talk about Charlie Baker supports me. And in speaking with some of the CUSAC campaign team on election night, they said, really, we were running against Charlie Baker in the last few days. Yeah, and, and, and Crocker at the same time said he felt like he was running you know, kind of mm. against you know the Trumpism, basically. I right. mean, it, mm-hmm. it felt like, again, if there was going to be a, a blue wave or an upset, uh, Cusack was going to be it. Um, but it did speak to uh, kind of how uh, tight Crocker has become. 
with his constituents. He was a Barnesville town councilor. He was he's somebody who is well known in the area. Um, he, he's somebody who has ties within the mm -hmm. Republican Party very deeply. As we said, Charlie Baker, Karen Polito, you know, are, mm -hmm. are people who were down here uh, uh, something for him at different and, times. And his wife is the state Republican committee woman for, yeah. for the Cape and Islands. So you really had, if you were going to look at anything that was uh, you know, more partisan in some respects, that race might have been it. The Democrats probably were looking at it and say, well, we have, you know, a military guy. We have, you know, something that you don't you don't always think of when you think of Democratic candidates. And, and he's a, a fisherman. And they kind of were really mm -hmm. focused on that. Crocker, again, meanwhile, was saying, well, he's not really from here. I'm, right. I'm, I'm a Crocker. I'm, you know, my family goes way back and we have deep, deep roots here. Uh, so that was an interesting uh, race to see play out again in the end. And it was interesting in a couple of these races to see how it obviously leading up to Election Day really ramped up in terms of the, the back and forth. The other races, again, Randy Hunt, Jack Stanton, Timothy Whalen, Stephen Leibowitz, uh, Vinny DiMacito and, and Deborah Rudolph. A lot less kind of contention even right. in the in the short time before. Yeah, for, the, for the most part, and that's one thing that came out in my wrap-up story and speaking with people the day after, a lot of people remarked, for the most part, there may have been one exception here, these were very civil, respectful campaigns, and, and the candidates... Um, never really went at it in a yeah. cutthroat fashion. And and again, Bill Keating uh, won pretty mm -hmm. handily. That was a very civil campaign. It seemed very Peter Tedeschi, Tedeschi seemed to have, uh, you know, uh, uh, a fairly moderate approach and, mm -hmm. and you know, said he, he wanted to get out there and, and try and participate and, and right. uh, seemed to raise a lot of issues. Uh, that he And that, that, that tended to play out just as we thought as well, although I don't think Peter did as, Peter Tedeschi did as well as he thought he was going to do on the South Shore. In fact, he lost Marshfield, his hometown. His hometown, yeah. But uh, held his own pretty much everywhere else. But, you know, when thinking about this for months, he got creamed in New Bedford. Yeah. And that's really what, what uh, put... Uh, Congressman Keating over the top, that whole area over there in the Bedford Fall River, the South Coast. And and he knew that was coming a little it. bit. He, he mm -hmm. knew that was where he was weak. So um, I encourage everybody to go to CapeCutTimes.com uh, slash elections or slash election results. All the, the numbers are there for our local races. Um, today's paper has kind of the rundown. Uh, some of them came in late, uh, but we do have a rundown in today's paper, and we have stories on each of the local races um, that took place here um, in, in online at keepcuttimes.com slash elections. Uh, a lot of good work on your part leading up Thank to you. the elections in terms of advancing them uh, and, and giving people the information they needed to make the decisions, and you'll be continuing to cover the uh, the fallout, if you will, or mm -hmm. the effects of, of this election going forward, certainly locally, well. and we'll keep our eye out the national scene as well. Um, uh, just, uh, you know, uh, uh, touching on a uh, the end of a, a trial here uh, of Kelly Ridley Jr., um, he was uh, uh, charged with and and, uh, and now has been convicted of uh, the stabbing death of Thomas Russell Jr., 26, um, from Hyannis. They were at a party in October of 2016, um, and this was a trial that went on for the past week or so, uh, covered uh, by our uh, court reporter, Wheeler Cowperthwaite. And uh, uh, the the judge here, there was basically he was going to be sentenced to life without uh, parole, uh, almost no matter what, um, and and was and they found him guilty of first degree murder. They they basically were going to end up in a choice where they could have I think found first, second, uh, manslaughter, um, and they went with kind of the, the the maximum there of first degree murder. Um, so that that trial played out. It was it was kind of not a question of whether he did it. I think his attorney early on said my client 
did it. I mean, he was dead. There was a mm-hmm. lot of witnesses. It was one of those things that was uh, difficult for anybody uh, to have uh, denied with the number of witnesses that were there. Um, and uh, and so the trial wasn't necessarily about that. It was more about the circumstances around it, what, you know, whether it was something, you know, that he did, uh, you know, with mm-hmm. with atrocity and, and, you know, kind of this more stringent uh, uh, needs for the first degree murder charge. Um, and the jury came back after a couple of questions, but not a lot of deliberation, about four or five hours of deliberation came back and did make this finding. It was quite a, an emotional scene in the courtroom um, yesterday when this when this happened. And we have that uh, on our website, KipCutTimes.com. And we have some video uh, from from that uh, scene. And, and we also have uh, something that, that Wheeler's been doing, which is the uh, what we, we call sidebar, which are kind of uh, additional audio components to uh, the court coverage. And I encourage everybody to take a look at the trial coverage, capecuttimes.com, and then look at sidebar, capecuttimes.com slash sidebar. It's kind of an audio podcast, if you will. Uh, and you can kind of go back and listen to kind of what happened uh, in this trial. This isn't a legal sidebar, if you will. Uh, you know, it's not something where when the attorneys and the judges are talking at sidebar that we can hear that. We can't. Um, this is more a sidebar in the in the journalism sense of, of a, something that's aside to the main story that he, he produced every day for the paper. So I encourage everybody to take a look at that trial. Obviously, um, a tragedy all around, you know, two uh, lives and, and all the lives of their families have been affected by this. But uh, it'll automatically appeal, be appealed to the uh, Supreme Judicial Court, which is always the case with a murder conviction. Um, and then looking ahead real quick, uh, have you ever been to Cuddy Hunk, Jeff? I have. I, I, I felt like you might have. You, I have. You, you're, you're Martha's Vineyard guy. You really enjoy right. being there. That's right. um, well, yeah, Cuddy Hunk Island is, you know, really one of these enclaves that's really uh, very, not, there's not many people there, uh, especially in the middle of the winter. We had a reporter and a photographer go out there recently, and they were looking at land preservation efforts there. Uh, Ethan Genter uh, went out there with uh, photographer Steve Heslop, and uh, they're really going to be looking at preserving a lot of that island, conserving a lot of the land there. Ethan has a story coming up on that. Encourage everybody to look forward to uh, the, the paper on, I believe, Saturday is when that will likely run, looking at those efforts. Thanks again for joining us. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks for all You're your welcome. work on the elections. You. That was really great. Tell your friends, share the link, and feel free to uh, reach out to us with any story ideas, tips as it relates to the town of Barnstable, Barnstable County, politics. Call Jeff, email him. Uh, all our emails are available at CapeCodTimes.com. We're where news starts on Cape Cod. Until next week, have a good morning and good luck. Good morning.